0: Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This episode, we have Matt Dees on. He's the winemaker for Honada, The Hill, and The Pairing. I keep calling it the paring sometimes throughout this episode. Just ignore me. I'm an idiot. So once we can get past that, it's a little bit easier. Uh, Matt is an awesome guy. Uh, couldn't thank him enough for coming out. It was a really fun episode. Great conversation that we had. And if you ever get a chance, try some of these amazing wines. We hope you all like the episode. Take care. Take <music> care.
1: Time controlling the volume of my voice should be good. It depends on how much we
0: start drinking. Yeah, it's, just just it. It. it's usually how it goes. The more you drink, the louder everybody gets. Just slowly set a fader, just slowly come down. <laughs> no, that's the, that's the stuff up there. <laughs> I'm not touching that's, that. That's my fun part.
2: I mean, it's like when you do a wine dinner and halfway through the wine dinner, nobody's paying any attention to you, anyways. You try and talk over people and nope. Ease into the seat. I try to do as much talking in the beginning while they're sober mm-hmm. and then little snippets of the people that actually want to listen later on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a fun game to try to get it down to like a four-word presentation. 2018 Pinot Noir, we made it. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Get amongst it. Uh, Cheers. Questions? Okay. Enjoy the enjoy the meal.
0: Yeah, that's always fun. I love doing. Private in-home wine dinners because mm-hmm. they're so engaged right out of the bat, like they want to listen to you, they want to hear what you have to say. And by that third course and all the drinks, to them they're like, "Shut up, we're eating and drinking over here." <laughs> exactly. And they just, we're done. Who <laughs> brought the wine dork? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were fascinated, and now they're not even intrigued. So, <laughs> <laughs> Does
1: he ever shut up?
2: <laughs> I used to actually uh, auction myself off every year for charity, and I'd say, "I go to your house, Gross. and I would." Uh... <laughs> I would uh, bring all the bottles of wine and this, this, and this. i do a wine presentation for you and a bunch of friends. And I never knew whose house I was showing up on who won. So every event was always awesome. We got a bunch of young doctors, young professionals, ended up in the hot tub with a bunch of people. One time I show up. Man, that's drastically It's better. It's a bunch of big <laughs> Harley dudes. And oh. I'm like, all right, none of them knew anything about wine. No shit. Within an hour, two of the dudes had their shirts off completely. Damn. (laughs) Like, chugging wine. White girl wasted. (laughs) Like, it was, like, I was like, am I going to actually get out of here alive?
0: So is this a new thing we're going to introduce at Rift is auctioning you off? Maybe. All right, well, there's going to be a bunch of daddy bears out there who are like, sweet. Everybody
2: seems to really like you doing your wine tastings, though.
0: Yeah, but apparently you bring all the Harley dudes to the yard. God.
2: (laughs) And apparently all their leather jackets fall right off. (laughs) All right, so Rift Wine and Tap After Hours (laughs) coming soon with our host, Damien. (laughs) That was definitely one of the Uh, weirder ones. (laughs) Keep me posted on how that works out for you. I'll I'll let you know. Maybe you can come next time. You can be my (laughs) (laughs) uh, guest. Are we
0: still doing phrasing? (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, so that was fun. Uh, Everybody, today we have uh, Matt Dees today from uh, Honada Hill and the Parring Winery. Uh, You've been the winemaker there now for how long? Long time, uh, nineteen years coming up. Oh wow, that's awesome, man! <laughs> Since I was like two Congratulations. years. Congratulations! Yeah, absolutely, Do That's th- so. I don't know, but is that like a good time? Like nineteen years? Like you know, do most people kind of bounce around from place to place?
1: But like you're like, no, I'm good. This is where I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think about it all the time. I mean, for me, there's a joy in bouncing around. Like you could bounce around a whole different place, you know, whole different regions, vineyard here, vineyard there. To me. You would learn a lot of different things about different places, and you would kind of hone your philosophy in based on that, right? But for me, I think the the opportunity to get to know one place really fucking well, right? To really understand a place backwards and forwards so that the, like, the subtle nuances of a vintage, whatever it might be, you can pick up on it, and you can really focus on making one region or one single vineyard that much better over time. I, I love that. Not to get all romantic and sappy, but I I like the 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 feeling of that. And look, I mean, you can learn if you listen. You can learn so much every year, right? In the same piece of property, the same soil, the same parcel, you can learn so much. It's a great teacher. Yeah, I've chosen to stay at one university for a long time. That's awesome. I'm into it.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, have you done like flying winemaking though? Where you've gone over and done like staging overseas sometimes? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I, I think it's really cool to to do to get, like, really get your hands dirty, understand what you're doing, right? And, and and I learned on the job. I found people I really loved, really respected their wines. And I said, I mean, shit, I'll sit at your feet and work for you. You know, like, teach me what you're up to. And so I made wine in Vermont for a number of years, obviously... The place to be for wine. If you, I, I everybody who's anybody is yeah. up there right now, um, and we make killer a wine, fine
0: AVA region known <laughs> as you know what? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like
2: forty seventh on the list of states in the United States making wine. Oh yeah, forty seventh
1: is a great place to be.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're in the top fifty. Does New Hampshire make better wine? <laughs> I mean, Hey know,
1: but I shit you not, we made killer wines and like. But look, like we were talking earlier about the romance of wine, right? Yeah. Like, a, like a walk in the, what was it called? A walk in the clouds, a Keanu Reeves movie? <laughs> like, that's exactly how it is, right? Like every day you wake up and you're like, oh, look at a glass in the light and you say, oh, shit. It's not like that at all, right? It's, no. it's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah. But like learning to make wine in Vermont, you know, like it, you would look in the sky, your eyes would freeze open, like your nostrils would freeze closed, like... <laughs> It was, it was pretty brutal, right? And it was a great place to learn that making wine is actually just, just, just hard work and you got to love it. But I, I did make wine in Vermont. I made wine in Napa. I made wine in New Zealand. I studied in Australia. Bounced around just to see oh, what's wow. going on in the world. Uh, and that is it, it funny, man. I was making wine in Napa, New Zealand, Napa, New Zealand. Napa was a little too warm for me back then. New Zealand was a little dicey and i got a call and this guy was like hey man you want to you want to make one in, in santa barbara like you know it, it's it's the place to be you got i get you a head winemaking making job and i was such a a, a a schmuck i was like i don't know is santa barbara nice <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you moron. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to give you the job anymore. Ugh, that was such a Vermont comment. <laughs> what a guy. Yeah,
0: total,
1: total schmuck that's comment. That's a guy.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. So where in, uh, in
1: New Zealand and Australia were you at? I studied, studied winemaking at Adelaide Uni, so like southeastern Australia. Um, Southern Australia. And uh, in Napa, I was, I was at Stagland in New Zealand. I was working with Doug Weiser at Craggy Range. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. I learned so much there. But at the end of the day, doing harvest somewhere else, you might as well be in like Tulsa or Detroit, right? Like I was inside, you know, like hammering away, pump overs and doing all this stuff. I learned a shitload from them. And I love them f- for life, but uh, really transformative process. But it, it was just, uh, you know, it- it's funny. Cogging the I w- wheel kind of thing. Yeah, no, I mean, back in the early days, I think I was the first intern at Craigie Range back in the day. And now it's like you know, a big really- facility. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but still great memories. You're from Kansas City first. Yes. You ended up
0: in Vermont. Yes. New Zealand, Australia, back into America. Amongst all those places, minus where you're at now, like what was your favorite place to be at? Oh man, I mean, look, so,
1: like it doesn't even have to be the winery. Like, you're like, damn, New Zealand's the place to be because the food's great, whatever. Look, to be honest, to be at Groovy UV, University of Vermont, like during the high times in the plant and soil science department, UVM, yeah, <laughs> sweet 16, baby, we're going this year. Just watch. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, by the way. Oh no, uh, I mean, college man, come on, just taking everything else and throwing it out the window. College is by far the greatest years of my life. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. just to be fair. Absolutely. No offense to New Zealand, nor to Napa, but Burlington, Vermont for four years of college, Jesus. Burlington, yeah. Vermont, known to be the party city of vermont yeah it was <laughs> of vermont it's not a great claim but yeah i'll give it that for sure
2: it's just beautiful up there i mean i'm from upstate new york i'm from albany you're from albany yeah so we used to jet over to bennington all the time and hang out at the bennington monument and we've been to shows up in burlington a whole ton of times oh and man
1: common grounds all that stuff yeah that was good living
2: well i don't know if you even know this but we named the shop after a fish album
1: i r- saw the fish bible up yeah, there man yeah r- r- yeah
2: rift that's the third studio album, so I didn't there, there's you. a little Burlington uh, slice of pie here for you. <laughs> we just saw them
1: at the Santa Barbara Bowl, man. That's awesome. It was a great show. You got to come we, out. We,
2: we actually bused, uh like 120 people to the show out here. We had charter buses. Th-
1: th- this year? Yeah. yeah.
2: They came to Phoenix for the first time in like 18 years, we, and we bust them out there. We gave them all free beers on yeah. the bus and everything, and... Had a Dude, lot of we, fun.
0: We closed off our patio, threw a bunch of games out there. You know, food truck. Hey, we have a food truck called the Pizza
1: Sloth, and you know, <laughs> the, fish, fish themed yeah. pizza truck I out there. Didn't realize I was amongst amongst fishmen. You are. I lived in Fishman's room. I lived in two ten <laughs> Patterson. <laughs> this is huge. This is hilarious. <laughs> dots way, are connecting. Dots are connecting, and I have to say, they're playing better now. And this is going to be a contentious thing to say. I think they're playing better now than they did back when I was in college.
0: That's they what sound he amazing.
1: Says. They sound amazing. Yeah. So that's. Actually, kind of how we became
0: friends was over a fish show and a bottle of Brunello, basically. Common story. Yeah, right. Because everybody knows Brunello and fish go hand in hand. Hand. Always said that. Said that for years now. Yeah, the best Italian stuff and a band from Vermont. No, so he uh, he comes randomly up to me, and I took my dad to this wine tasting because we were. You know, trying to get along I'm like, oh, right, yeah, let's go do this wine tasting something. And he comes up to me and the very first thing he says is, hey, put this in your mouth, which clearly there's <laughs> a theme around here. And so he just pours Brunello into my glass and runs away. I was like, holy crap. That's what wine tastes like. That is some of the best thing I've ever had. And then so like for a while we were kind of chatting a little bit. And then like a month later, he's like, hey, I'm randomly going to the show. It's a band called Fish. Do you have any interest? And I, like, I maybe knew him for like three years. So I was like, sure. Why not? Because I was in this time. I was like, yeah, fuck it. I'll just go. And so, so like a couple weeks later, I go back to him and I was like, hey, so are you still going to that show like tomorrow? And he goes, oh, uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> and so I, I didn't know this guy. Yeah. I'm like,
2: I was driving out there. I'm like, I'm going to put a guy in my car, I don't know, for the six <laughs> hours, cr- crash on my friend's couch. I don't know if he has an extra couch or not for him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but let's do floor, this. Floor's floor nice. Floor yeah. It nice. worked out just fine with those weird dogs. <laughs> and, and, now, and, and now seven, eight, nine years later, we have a yeah. bar. Yeah. And it was the uh, it was the Hollywood Bowl.
1: Oh, you went to the fish at the bowl. Dude, it was yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. good. I love, I love the bowl. Man. Dude, That's that was, was the place.
0: weirdest show I've ever been to in my entire life. And I was like, these people are the weirdest fucking people. I love this. I love everything about it. <laughs> a weird show in L.A.? I can't imagine. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, I've met a lot of winemakers and growers that are big into jam bands and that <laughs> style of music that travel when they have a little bit of time. They always see them when they come through Northern California or Southern California. We were out visiting um, PAX recently.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. And he's a
2: big fan, too. Oh, of course. He does a wine every year for the Mockingbird Foundation. He does the Mockingbird Rosé and donates the proceeds to that. And
1: He's a badass. He's, he's amazing. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a ton of that, man. I mean, uh, the, there's a guy, Matt Brady in Santa Barbara, who's a huge, huge head. Uh, Chad Melville from Melville Wines is a huge mm-hmm. dad guy. We've gone and see the de- seen Dead and Co and all that the That's kind of awesome. iterations recently. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a connection somewhere in there. I'm sure between wine and that. It's
2: so. funny. We always have, something we've often asked winemakers like you know what music are you playing for the grapes when they get harvested? And it's always interesting to see if they're playing some uh, jam band music or some death metal or smooth jazz, hardcore punk, <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, we play it all. Like so yeah.
1: we, we have we built a new facility. We moved in, in 19, and I'm such a I'm such a music head. Like I can't deal without it. Like for me in my house, if I don't have records going, if something's not going, something doesn't feel right. It's Probably a neuroses, I should probably get it checked out, but mm-hmm. like I, I, I need music. <laughs> and we, <laughs> we always, every, every room has Spotify on, on the Sonos, right? And so you can, you can, you know, uh, uh, segment them all. So if you're in the white press room or the red room or the barrel hall or the white barrel hall, whatever it is, you can have your own tunes. And it's so beautiful because you get the whole feel of the vintage. Like we have a, 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 a Slovakian woman who's worked with us for years. Who loves Slovakian like death metal, like And it's <laughs> it's something you really gotta ease into, right? And my, my favorite of all time was like I <laughs> didn't think that was a job. I thought you were gonna say Polka. <laughs> no, I wish. I wish. You wish it was better. But we were we were cruising through and I remember I was giving a tour of like people who were Kind of wanted to check out the sexy romantic side of of a winery, and the first room I went into, we had this super weird intern, and he was playing Carol King tapestry in the tank room. And I was like, "All right, I'm into this. Like, I can get down with Carol King." You know? And then we opened the White Barrel Hall, and it was just the most evil Slovakia death metal. And and Christina, who's so beautiful, was like hanging out there doing it, and I was like, "All right, this is super weird, but welcome to Honada." And then we went downstairs, and these guys were playing a band called Hatebeak. <laughs> Do you know Hatebeak? Nope. nope. <laughs> it's a death metal band fronted by a parrot. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> Trust <Hold> me. <laughs> right, I'm saving this for the notes later. We're going to have to play some of that tonight. Really confuse everybody. <laughs> but I love that dichotomy. Like that was that was Harvest 2019, man, like in a nutshell, but for me, for me it's Grateful Dead like 70 is my favorite year. 72, 73, and 74. That's my stuff to You thought That's I was kidding parrot. you. It's true.
0: Oh, those are some angry-looking people and a really angry-looking bird somehow.
1: I know. They had to stop touring because people were like, it's cruel to the parrot. So they had to stop. They just do studio albums now. Oh, that poor parrot, man. He's probably having all the time in the world. <laughs> I know. Eating the best parrot food all over the world. I love that you
0: can have a... a <laughs> You know, people have this idea that they go to a winery and it's these beautiful caves and romantic lighting, and you know, this suit and tie person pouring you wines on mm-hmm. a beautiful patio. Meanwhile, the Slovakian ladies in the back rage fisting <laughs> her way through barrels, and just having a good time. Totally.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, getting behind the scenes is great. I mean, we love what we do. You have to because the work is brutal and hard. You know, and. You find rockers, people who just like get down and get it Especially done. Especially during harvest. Oh, I man. mean, when that
2: fruit's coming in, you gotta get it moving quick.
1: Yeah. And we used to be super martyrs. Like we used to be really gnarly. We used to like forget to eat and we'd forget to, you know, do all these things. And and it became this like really masochistic thing, you know, to, to, to produce grapes during vintage. And eventually we had this moment. We had to step back and be like, shit, it's a celebration. Like, we gotta eat. We got to break and have wine. We got to hang out. We got to do our thing. We got to get home to our families. But there was this one really beautiful moment, and, and our associate winemaker, Drew, who's a real badass, had a baby in the middle of Vintage, which I'm still angry at him about. He <laughs> <I laughs> like planned I, yeah, I yeah, love love plan that. He planned that. But um, he was out, and it was the most brutal day of the year. And we were a man down, and it was just awful. And nobody ate, nobody was talking. It was just brutal, brutal. like literally the, the worst day ever. And at uh, end of the day, we had food delivered for dinner. And everybody sat down just straight up defeated. Like everyone (laughs) sat down just sweating blood basically. And uh, someone dropped this like plate full of whole chickens on the table. Like just roasted chickens. And there was a moment of silence. We all kind of looked at each other, and then everybody just straight blacked out. And I, by the time <laughs> yeah. I was back out of it, people were like ripping chickens apart with their hands, eating bones. It's I just bone and <laughs> pieces everywhere. I think someone grabbed my my like chicken breast, and I hit him in the head with a thigh. Like things got like real, it got real the primal. It got super <laughs> primal. And I was like, you know what? Maybe we should like relax and 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 drink some wine and maybe make the day a little more peaceful. So yeah. we've moved away from it a little bit, but but it's gnarly. Harvest is serious. Yeah, yeah
0: when we were at uh, PAX, um, I mean, we were just there, what, was it? Early October, late September, we went for the Ravana Harvest Party. Yeah, of course. And uh, so we went and saw PAX, and um, they were in the midst of bringing in a bunch of white grapes. So uh, one of our friends that we were with, Becky, he was like, Yeah, hop on in and start stomping some grapes. Yeah. You know, so she's in there, stomp around, and somebody else was out there just cooking this huge meal for yeah. everybody. He does it well. Yeah. yeah. So then, you know, they all sat down at the long table, got together, ate with each other, and. Took get a little part. break for
2: 15 minutes, yeah. eat some food, and then get back to it for the next 12 hours, I'm sure. 15, 15 minutes should suffice. <laughs> smoke them if you got them, no <laughs> Actually, do it at the same time if it's
1: possible. <laughs> totally. Yeah. Who needs to chew food? You can just <laughs> smoke your cigarettes, drink some soup, and get back. Yeah. C- cigarettes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. So where exactly is is Honada Hill and Park all one winery with different labels? Or do you actually have three separate locations? You know, so we, we have,
1: well, it, it, they're all made under the same roof. Okay. So they're all made in Lompoc, city of uh, arts and flowers, if you've yeah. never been there. Everybody knows it's the art capital of California, it's Lompoc. <laughs> Certainly one of them. <laughs> Certainly one of many. <laughs> if you're in that designation, yes. Uh, but yeah, they're all made on the same uh, roof by the same team, um, who I've been lucky enough to work with for you know, a long time now. But Honada and the Hilt are estates. So they're, they're actual vineyards that we own and we farm, which is really what defines our project. I mean, not to dork out, but but owning and farming parcels is the one thing we do really well. Um, the pairing is something that, that we, we make as kind of a second label under the Hilt and Honada. But they're all under the same roof. Again, same team and, and things we... Are incredibly passionate about it, you know, like being shepherds of those two vineyards, um, the Honada property in Ballard Canyon, the out in Santa Rita, and I mean, they're not, they're they're maybe twenty miles apart from each other, but they're a world apart. It's yeah, super, it's just incredible. Yeah, I mean, the first
0: one we're drinking right now is the estate Pinot Noir from the hill, your uh, Santa Rita Hills one. Um, where, like, how close to the ocean is that? <laughs> we're about nine miles out.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: you can taste it. Yeah, I've always like it's one thing. We have a buddy, Dustin. He always brings you know, Santa Rita Hills Pinots all the time, and there's something about it that's really refreshing versus, like, Santa Lucia gets a little bit bigger in style. and
1: Yeah, that. I mean, look, it's... it's As a company, we always like to say we like to grow in the margins of the margins. Like, we grow grapes in a place where they're going to ripen, but it's going to be a real son of a bitch to get them ripe. And, and to me, that's where the tension is, and that's where the kinetic energy is. That's where the joy is of wine. I mean... It needs to be ripe. It needs to be delicious, right? It needs to be pleasure. Wine wine needs to be interesting as well, but to me, more importantly than interest, it has to be delicious. You have to want to drink it. Um, but with Pinot Noir, like we were looking for a site that had what we like to call the hint of corruption, right? So like the thing with Pinot that you're like, oh, yeah, it's, it's not a simple grape. It doesn't make simple wines. At least it shouldn't. Yeah. In my estimation, growing is difficult. It's the most complex grape when you get it and you do it right and you grow it in the right spot. <clears throat> and so we wanted to find a spot where you know, there's like sugar and spice and everything nice, whatever, but, but to me, Pinot has elbows. It has edges. It like swings elbows at you. It's like Bill Lambier of the Pistons, right? You know, like it. It needs
2: to have some grit. Combat Pinot. Combat Com- Pinot. <laughs> <laughs> Bill like combat Pinot. Dude, put put that on a label, and it comes with a speck of goggles, like on it.
0: <laughs> Dude, the specs When the specs. Yeah. <laughs> they would be so confused, except for the
1: few people that get it and be like, oh yes. <laughs> but it, you know, it needs grit. It needs soul. It needs to taste like the place and. This place is so close to the ocean. It's on these really crazy soils. I won't dork out with the tech, but like, it's it's windy. It's sh- like steep. It's brutal. It's a terrible place to be a grape, um, <laughs> which makes for the best makes grapes. for the best grapes. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, yeah, it's 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 a crazy place. I say you've got to see it to believe it, but but it
0: really is true here. What uh, like what treatment are you doing on this bunch of different style barrels, or are you just kind of like letting the
1: grape speak for itself? You know, that's that's a good question. For us, we grow. We grow these grapes. We farm exceptionally well. Like that, that's that's really our strength. Um, I'm a plant scientist, soil scientist by training. We've got a crew led by Ruben Salorsono Like we own these properties. Our owner says, you know, go out and just make the best wines. Period. From these remarkable spots, and we do it. In the winery, I, we're not that exciting. In the winery, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. We don't we don't do anything. There really aren't many bells and whistles. We treat it really well. We we sort in the vineyards. We put these wines sometimes whole clusters, sometimes not. There's really no recipe we do it in stainless steel largely we age it in pretty old barrels i mean again it's it's amazing i mean cuz we take tremendous care of these these grapes and express them so purely but it's not that sexy what we do in the winery yeah I mean the music's sexy. I mean hate beak. Jesus. You guys haven't listened to it. Honestly, yet. I, I just wanna go home right now, throw on some hate beak and light
0: some candles and have some time <laughs> with my girlfriend. Just exactly a nice calming, relaxing oh, night. would be amazing. Open be up amazing. one of these and yep. sit there and get some Chick-fil-A and just tear it oh. up. <laughs> God, the night just sounds better and better. Guys, <laughs> <'Cause> I'm leaving. Does <laughs> the fun ever start? <laughs> Never ends around here with that. Damn. Um <laughs> I'm so intrigued by haping I'm never gonna forget that. No, thing. no, no,
1: and please don't. Please spread the gospel. It's it's worth digging into. No, it
0: sounds great, man. I mean, like you obviously have a clear passion for what it is that you're doing, and it sounds like you found like the place you want to be for the longest time.
1: I think so. Yeah, I hope so. Shit. I mean, look, it, it's getting warmer in the world, right? And it's 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 time to find for me places that are gonna stay pretty cool, um, places that are gonna stay fresh. Because to me, a wine without freshness is kind of a waste of time. Yeah, are you struggling with any
0: acid problems going through? I mean, Santa Rita or Star Rita. Do people, I'm assuming people still say Santa Rita instead of
1: Star Rita. They do, but it might be a matter of time now that you said it. You might have just started a whole new trend. Oh, God. My bad, everybody. <laughs> Star Rita. Edit that out. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to cut and get rid of that. But no, I mean,
0: I mean, how hot does Ballard Canyon get now? Because that's pretty deep. Ballard gets hot, but the nights get
1: colder, right? The okay. beauty of Santa Rita is it's so close to the ocean that it it, it stays cool the day and cool the night. Uh, and for now, the acid is like is freaky deaky. Like the acid where we are is I mean, it's not a problem. It's high as, <laughs> I as mean, high as can be. Uh, some good Vermont acid. <laughs> yes, yeah, some serious Vermont <laughs> acid. But um it's I mean, for the time being it's great. But but to me, it's a good place to be moving forward because shit, we're gonna need the ocean to moderate it. We're gonna need to keep things fresh and keep things cool. Um but Ballard's crazy. Ballard's a different story because it's twenty miles inland, so further from the coast, and it—I mean—it gets hot as Hades. It gets to like a hundred degrees, if it, it, on on a rare occasion. But at night, it'll be like frost. You know, it'll Dang. be down to the fifties.
2: That's one heck of a swing. Yeah, it's a wild swing. So you have three labels: Honata Hill and Paring. Paring, yeah, Paring. I thought it was Paring, but he keeps saying Paring. So that kept I was saying like, dude, Paring, dude. You're yeah.
1: starting. You're starting a whole new trend. I keep hearing you say that, people. and I, th- I started. You second, made me second guess. Uh, I started like, second guessing myself. Is. I know dude, it's uh, yeah, the like first nice like, puppet master ever
2: my apologies
0: for honestly you should see me try and pronounce any Italian he's or French British lady. it's parry can we bring in a random parry. Italian
2: wine and hear him pronounce it <laughs> Oh, dude the, just go back that. yeah listen to the last 40 shows <laughs> yeah. let
1: me let me bring something in we, we,
2: we actually have a segment we do called let John pronounce his bottle <laughs> yeah you're lucky I <laughs> didn't start the off
0: going by saying yeah we're here with Janata <laughs> yeah. he's, been, he's been practicing all
1: afternoon <laughs> yeah we'll bring in some Chocotras see if you can pronounce that shit yeah. dude the Hermitage is really <laughs> yeah. where it's at Chocolate. <laughs> The Chocolate. Chocolate <laughs> yeah. and Hermitage. Yeah, Dude, yes. honestly,
2: every
0: now and then he'll be like, all right, we're going to bring this one in. And I try it. And I just thought, at I'm going to go, fuck you. You clearly bought this because of what it says on it,
1: not because of the wine. That's 24 consonants in a row, man, without a vowel. Yet. I've never it's seen a fair. T and an X in my entire <laughs> life follow each other, except for some baseball
0: player's name or something. Oh, there you go. Mark Teixeira. That's nice exactly work. what I was thinking of. And now I think about it, I think there's actually an E in there.
1: <laughs> so where'd you uh, come up with the names for the three labels? Yeah, you know, so from my experience,
2: it's easier to name children than it is to name wines. Mm -hmm. It's brutal. Or or a business, same thing. Oh, business is brutal. Yeah, Yeah, you get one shot, too. You can change your kid's name. (laughs) (laughs) You can shorten it down. You can, man.
1: Rift is solid. I love it. You know, uh, for me, with these brands, you know, for Honada, for example, it wasn't about the ownership. It wasn't about the winemaking team. It wasn't about the vineyard team, though it could have been, to be fair. It was about the place, right? And the easiest way to do that, we came up with all these, like, all these names, I'll never forget. We hired this firm, and I'm in the wrong business, right? Because these guys just come up with names, and they get paid a ton yeah, of, money. of money. And I'll never forget. We had a meeting with this this guy, and he came in in like a suit, you know. And he, I hope you're ready. You know, I hope you're ready to get blown away. And the first thing, <laughs> yeah, fireworks like, go the, off. The, the first pitch he threw at us was like, I hope you like Greek mythology.
0: i was like all right go ahead and see yourself out (laughs) all right cool
1: (laughs) pegasus ooh, that sounds nice that has a lot to do with our vineyard a a white flying horse but um so we uh we that's that's after (laughs) fishos, yeah exactly so we moved on from that and and for honada i mean it's the original land grant right from 1842 it's like the most geographically specific name we'd come up with it's an english corruption of a spanish corruption of a a, actually it's jesus even better it's an english corruption of a danish corruption of an english corrupt or of a spanish corruption of a a native american word it means tall oak trees and it's the land grant name and for oh. us it was just cool to be to be specific about place because honada is such a uh, an amazingly unique parcel of dirt on this earth it really is and the names are Spanish because if you've ever been to Santa Barbara, it is Spanish 100%. It's such a Spanier. beautiful city, too. Yeah. Like but all that white Spanish adobe looking to thing to it. It's so incredible, man. And it's this wonderful collision between like Spanish culture and Mexican culture. And it's Santa Barbara kicks ass. But we'll do another like Santa Barbara love podcast but but it's 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 an amazing come to you and do (laughs) it yeah Yeah, exactly (laughs) like we could do some time on the beach live from the cellar man but uh Honada was easy in that sense the hilt man came from the fact that that we farm our asses off to be honest and we take care of our properties and we really love them and that old phrase right doing something to the hilt which is literally like stabbing something all the way to the handle of your sword and we're not violent people at all to be fair except for the slovakian lady in the except, barrel room. <laughs> except for the death metal that happens <laughs> on regular occasion but uh no and, and for us i mean just the fact that we farm that well and we really pay all the attention in the world to that and that's what makes these wines great the hilt was great i love the name the pairing was kind of a nod to the kitchen nod to the pairing knife a nod to the fact that that in the early days those were all sold to restaurants that were supporting our brands and Those wines are just crushers, man. I love them. I mean, they're the wines to pop now, to pour now, drink the year it's released, while you're waiting for those to evolve slowly, you know, that kind of thing. So it's a really lovely balance. We've been really blessed to come up with these things. But it's it's a cool kind of trilogy of relationships uh, between the three brands. And uh, it keeps us on our... It's great too. I mean, toes, you know, you man, got your
0: introductory yeah. to grab everybody, like the first little shot, like here you go, here's the hook. Come on, keep trying this. Yeah. Keep first, no, step first, your game up. First yeah, one's right. free. Oh, yeah. oh come <laughs> on here. Now it's our second one. It's a little more expensive.
1: <laughs> no, totally. And and but they all offer something so differently, and they all speak such a different language. Like when and the hill, are just speak of a place, you know. And the pairing speaks of a state largely. You know, it's it's a bigger parcel. And and real quick, the hill is just Chardonnay and Pinot.
2: Or uh, you get,
1: yes. Okay. We planted a little section of Riesling. Oh, really? And we're making a whopping 30 gallons. So look out, Cleveland, it's coming to you. Um, And then we make uh, a little bit of Syrah, like 500 cases coming up. Okay. Syrah's sexy from Santa Rita. Like, really cool climate, like harvest in December, cool climate kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, you were with PAX. You know, like, what cool climate you get. Yeah, Yeah, that's some fun Syrah. Oh,
2: man. Have you noticed an uptick in Syrah sales over the last few years? Or is it still kind of sometimes challenging? We do okay. Um, and, and, and I ask this because I've been in wine sales forever. Yeah, there's a story. lot of jokes that have been made about, you know, how to get rid of your Syrah. Syrah. Correct. And but I've had more customers come in over the last year and ask me about Syrahs than any other single varietal red varietal out there. So I don't know if, what the marketing is behind it, why people are starting to gravitate towards it. Um, it just seems like more people are asking about it.
1: I think I think what you're saying, that's a great point. And I, I hope you're right. And I believe you are because I'm, I'm buying Syrah stock all day. I love it. Syrah. And and like I think what we're seeing is it got dinged up bad, right? Like there was some miscommunication in the market, there were some examples in the market maybe that didn't point to the best side of Syrah, whatever it might be. And Syrah's confusing as shit because it's Shiraz in one country and it's ripe and yeah. round and, and then it's lean and acidic and fresh and, and, yeah. and like Koroti, for example. And in between, people are so scared. Like, what the hell am I getting with this bottle?
2: Am I getting asphalt or pepper? Asphalt or pepper. <laughs> or or, or pork, man. Yeah. You know? and, and they're all beautiful. Or yes.
0: like, deli meats, if you get certain ones, too. All that bacon yeah. grease little, coming out of it. A little deli uh,
2: meat, yeah.
1: But I think what we're seeing now is the realization, of, like, whatever you get, even if there is confusion in the market, you're going to get something that's ridiculously good. And I'm a firm believer. You can quote me. Well, now I'm on, on podcast saying it. <laughs> the best wine in the world is probably Jean-Louis Chab's uh, uh, Hermitage. Or Hermitage, Hermitage, if, if you prefer. Hermitage. Hermitage. Her, is the G's heart Is G, the G's heart Well, in Arizona or the Southwest, it's probably not. Hermitage. <laughs> hermitage. Hermitage. Yeah. But that wine, to me, is <laughs> is like the greatest wine in the world. And some of like Frank Balthazar's Kornos and and Klopp and Cornas, It's hard to, El Rocco, Roti, like those wines are insane. Yeah. And I think the, the more they're out there and the more that Santa Rita and Ballard are coming through, the more that Pax is making those ripping Syrahs. Um, it's bound to change. And I, I mean, we our sales, this sells out because you know, this is, is something that, that's fairly finite. It's pretty small production and it's had a following for a number of years because it's, it's just a bitch in vidyard for Syrah. But it, it's still a little hard sometimes to get out there and, and spread the gospel about Syrah and that just... Makes me want to hit my head on the table. Like, it man. is
0: crazy, considering you know all the fallouts of all the other wines. You know, with sideways kind of knocking Merlot down, bringing Pinot up, Chianti's changing from all the wicker baskets to being such an awesome approachable wine. But Syrah's always just kind of stayed in its little dark alleyway, hiding behind a dumpster until somebody's like, "Here, you got
1: to try this." Until someone lights the dumpster on fire, and then everyone's <laughs> they like, "Oh was, my God, there's yeah. a dumpster fire! It's <laughs> a dumpster, and, f- and there's good wine behind it." There are some dumpster <laughs> fire wines <laughs> too. <laughs> no, but 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 I mean, in all seriousness, Syrah's is, is crushing it. You're right. I think qualitatively, it might be the best thing on the market cab is tough to beat but but just overall man i haven't had a bad syrah domestically for ages
0: were you responsible for going in and being like hey let's plant these things or was the the vineyards already there and you were like oh these are the ones we wanted to source from you wanted to take this and run with it or were you kind of given like all right i like syrah we're gonna do that for a while
1: well look when we, when we bought honada uh when i came on board to honada i should say uh it was 04 it was planted in 2000 so most of it was like okay. we've grafted a lot over like cab proved to be something epic because It's dusty still and green and also rich and black, like it's, it's amazing. Um, but we, we've changed that a lot at the hill where we bought that was also planted as well in like 2008. We bought it in 2014, but we're grafting large portions of it. I think a lot of it should be Pinot, a lot of it should be Shard. I think Syrah deserves a comment. I think Riesling could be like the greatest thing ever. That's really cool. I think Shannon, like we were talking about, the Mascalese get Norella Mascalese if we can find clean wood. I mean, jeez. You gotta go get yourself some
2: suitcase clones, though.
1: Oh God! Well, I think that's what happened. I think somebody went and got like a suitcase of Nerello Mascalese from Sicily. <laughs> yeah. And came
2: home and they were like,
1: "Yo, a I'm not even sure these grapevines." <laughs> B, I mean, Sicily is so amazing because those a lot of those varieties, I mean, they don't even know what they are, right? They, they don't have records of some of the things over there. And Two
2: thousand years of growing, it's whatever your grandfather said they were. Yeah,
1: and and they've mutated. And there's Capuccio, and there's I mean, there's 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 it's so many beautiful grapes. Jeez, but. But if anybody knows a good source from some Norella Mascalese, come knock on the back door of the hill. Dude, we'll it's let's in, we'll in Italy. Something.
0: Just openly bribe somebody out loud right now. And somebody one day will be like, <laughs> I found something. And it's just going to be some vine they took from their backyard or something, probably. And <laughs> We'll buy
1: it. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah.
2: No, I've, ta- I've talked to a number of different producers about suitcase clones and how they brought them back to the country and how they got them through customs. Yeah, and- yeah.
1: But but it's a fun conversation, right? Maybe check it out because you're you're getting vines that have done really well at a certain <coughs> parcel in a completely radically different part of the world, and so to me it doesn't work logically. You're like, it's not like one plus one equals two. Yeah. It's like you're getting some random you know the wood that has worked for centuries on like Cote Roti, for example or Cornas. Or Yo, that couldn't be further away from Santa Rita Hills. Couldn't be further yeah. away from Ballard. And you're taking it, and you're bringing it here. And sometimes it works famously, right? Like the Calera clone of Pinot. Like, yep. hot shit. But some of them, I, I, it's tricky. I almost want to start searching for Masal clones in California. Like, things that really work well, like Estrella's one, for example. Um, uh, there's a couple of them out there. Like, eh, it's maybe the way to go. you know. And then the other crazy thing is, it's like,
0: how often is it common where somebody's, you know, you're making Pinot Noir, and 20 miles up the road, you're making... Bigger Syrah, and even you're doing Cabernet and Sangiovese and things like yeah, that as well. Like Sangiovese coming out here isn't something you see in America at all. Everybody's like, oh, Ita- Italy, that's it. Like, that's where
1: Sangiovese is. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, you know, you learn things, right? The, the People always talk about vineyards maturing. People don't really talk about, like, wine companies maturing or winemakers maturing. And shit, we all do. We all get older and learn some stuff from our previous mistakes. And you're right, like just barely, just yeah. Just barely. And sometimes we forget them. There's like, hope for me.
2: No, hey, <laughs> hey, keep your feet on the
1: ground and keep reaching for the stars. Jamie's <laughs> <laughs> right. Casey, are put you gonna start singing now? <laughs> <laughs> Casey Kasem, baby. But but to me, you know, it it, it it's 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 just wild. Like we, we used to make a lot of Sangiovese, and it's amazing. Like the Sangiovese from Honada is epically sincere and soulful, and like all the things I love about Sangiovese. It's, that charming rusticity and freshness but we used to make a ton of it and you know you take a domestic sangiovese out people want people want chianti people want brunello people people go to an italian restaurant they want they want italian expressions of italian grapes yeah and it's just one of the things we learned along the way like we're gonna keep making it because it's bitching we're gonna make two barrels
0: Dude, that's really cool. That's like the perfect one, too, you know. 30 barrels. Yeah, right? and you're gonna yeah. get the people who geek out on it and like love to be like, oh, oh yeah. what? I've gotta try that. Yeah. And even if it's different, it doesn't matter. It's just a new
1: cool expression yeah. of Sangiovese. But but it's funny, right? I mean, you guys are Italian dorks like mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. Like, isn't it funny how Nebbiolo and, and Sangiovese? I can't think of any other grapes that don't that aren't allowed to translate out of the country. It's really wild. Like I've temporanillo never, and granaccia here are like doing fantastically well. And they express themselves really well. Yeah. But I mean, Nebbiolo, like uh, Allison Thompson's making a killer one. Um, um, The guys from Palmina have made a killer one, but there's not that many. Derek Flegel makes a killer one up in Napa, but there aren't a ton of them. I've only seen one out of Australia that
0: was halfway decent. It still wasn't,
1: a, a, a Nebbiolo, no shit. Yeah,
0: somebody had brought one to a wine dinner party, and I thought it was kind of cool. uh We actually had some people down south in Arizona doing Nebbiolo, and it was terrible. But it made a fantastic rosé, yeah, which was Sa- really weird. Sand
2: Reckoner. It was. It was sand. That's right. It, it was. was San he bought the property. It had Nebbiolo on it. He had it tested, and it and he was so shocked, and it made a really bad red wine, <laughs> and he didn't know what to do with it, so <laughs> he tried to make a rosé with it, and it made a stunning rosé. He finally changed it though. Did he? He got uh, rid of it a couple years ago.
0: That's it's nothing like drinking red. Wine that rips the enamel off your teeth and leaves the smell and taste of a foot in your mouth. And then finally, he makes a rose out of it, and you're like, wow, that was fantastic. Yep. And that's when I found yeah, it. Was I was hand yeah, was handwritten. Yeah. 100%. But to be <laughs> fair, the foot
1: in the mouth, it's always lovely, right?
0: In oh, the glass, the <laughs> smell of foot is fine. In the mouth, yeah, that's so much. You got to pay for that elsewhere. Oh,
1: you got to pay. Yeah. That's, that's gnarly. Yeah. That sucks.
2: Now, like the Arizona wine scene, you see a lot of people uh, planting a varietals from all over the world because we don't know what works well here yet and whereas in you know Napa Valley you guys are up in like Napa they've determined that you know cabernet kind of rules up there Sonoma you got pinot and chard kind of ruling there you got a lot of the Rhone varietals kind of down towards the south yeah, so yeah yeah and Here, we don't even know what the heck grows good because we've only been doing it a handful of years. So you're seeing Sangiovese here. You're seeing Montepulciano here. You're seeing... Montepulciano. Yeah. One of the best varietals, I think, coming out of Arizona right now is Montepulciano. It's fresh. It's red. It's It's like cherry. It's beautiful. The the soil's very similar out here to what's in Italy. So you're finding a lot of producers switching over because they're finding that that works. Chardonnay and Cabernet don't really work too well out here. Yeah, you're no, finding the weather
0: right. similar-ish to what probably, I would say, Ballard Canyon is. It'll hit a couple hundred-degree days, but those nights are cold, and cool. that wind comes ripping through. The- we wouldn't be able to talk to each other from three feet away because it is so loud. Yeah, And it gets really, really cold, which is great. Ooh, the only hard, real though. issues you have is, honestly, the once in a while—and we actually got two— I think it was last vintage, maybe the previous one. Uh, tropical storms actually hit Southern Arizona. They come up the Baja and turn inward. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so you guys got crazy flash floods rain. in the desert. Yeah, totally dude, our remember. monsoons are fun, fun, or they're gonna ruin everything you own really fast. It, it's
1: hard, man. You know, and and, and look, the Santa Barbara County's kind of like that. Like, you know, in the sense that we're young regions, and and the most exciting regions for me are the young ones because again, no rules are written. You can do whatever you want. It's like the Wild West. If you want to plant, I mean, good lord, man, if you want to plant gruner you can if you want to plant shenan you can if you want to put Syrah, if you want to put caracante whatever like I'm running out yeah, of even ideas like you, you I could talk for days about it you could do it yeah and chances are you might be right and like you know in some regions up in northern California you'd be a, asinine, like you'd be an ass clown, like going to be like, oh, why don't we... Uh, I'm going to experiment on
2: yeah. my $17 million acre. Yeah, I'm
1: going to take tokalon and I'm <laughs> going to plant Caracante <laughs> yeah, on it, right? It just wouldn't make sense, <laughs> thank goodness, because tokalon is like a mecca for cab, and yeah. it's been proven already in these short amount of years. But in Santa Barbara County, there are some things that do work, and I think I think it's, it's, it's this new generation, which is kind of still the first or second generation, depending on how you look at it, to, to keep experimenting and never like rest easy I was talking to uh, to someone this morning about it. Like, I just had a, a vineyard meeting with with my my brother from another mother, Ruben, and we were talking about Honada. And we've worked for a long time. And what we've always consistently done is pushed the envelope and made some dumb decisions. But a lot of decisions where it's like we're young. Let's keep trying. Let's try this. Let's try own rooted. Let's try tight density. Let's try loose density. Let's try dry farming. Let's try irrigation. Whatever it is, right? Let's try a biodynamic trial. Whatever these things are, we do them in earnest because we want to learn about it. And I had a meeting with him a couple of weeks ago and. It was this really funny phone call. I was like, "Yeah, things look out there look pretty good." He's like, "Yeah, thing looks pretty good." I was like, "All right, well, I'll talk to you later." <laughs> you know? right. And I like called him back within two seconds. I was like, "Man, that was weird." <laughs> I was like, "We got to sit down." And we sat down. And we're like, "All right, let's tear this out and put this in. Let's try this. And let's try to graph this, right?" Because you constantly have to reassess, readjust, repurpose. Push yourself, figure shit out, shuffle
0: things up, make yourself... It's a totally different game for you, too. I mean, like you were saying, you go back to places like Italy and France. They've been doing this for hundreds, if not thousands of years. They know what that area is and does versus, you know, like people like yourselves and everybody in America and even newer regions are sitting here going, shit, I don't know, let's just... Plant everything and figure out what it does. And even then they could plant something right, but because it was the wrong hill, wrong slope, wrong spot, it could have worked fine if it was,
1: you know, ninety yards down the road. And we're impatient as shit. We're yeah. so impatient. It's just not the country for this wine is not sometimes. Ki- I know, man. Like not only do we like tear blocks out and then plant them immediately, which is a disaster, but we also do things like we planted Merlot and we planted Grenache at Honada. You know, we planted the entire Noah's Ark of grapes, but but Grenache and Merlot are not precocious. Vines like they don't do well young. They suck young. Yeah. And Merlot needs fifteen years to be like to blossom and be incredible. After year five, I was like, I'll get that thing. <laughs> 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 pull them <laughs> out. I could put Riesling in there. <laughs> stupid Merlot. Go bring a stomp on it. <laughs> Let's bring in the French hybrids. <laughs> you know, like you know, it's just it it it's hard. It's it's a it's a constant challenge here to find the things to be willing to be patient as the first or second generation. Especially you got like Arizona, man. Like Virginia, Vermont. Finger Lakes, I guess, less so, but you know, the, these regions that are young and just getting started with so much potential, and you so know,
0: it's going to just keep drifting north, like with obviously the temperature change and everything. So Idaho and Montana are going to be yeah cold in Colorado. Colorado is going to be in
1: like Grand Junction with Cab Franc. Jeez, man, I, I was saying today, my my region that I love is the Finger Lakes, like those rieslings coming yep. out of there. That's the best. We had a guy in here. Was it
0: last night? Yeah, it was the guy at the end of the corner. We had this guy came in and we were joking uh he he walks in sits down at the bar with his other buddy and damon and i were sitting here talking to him like that guy looks like he teaches a weird science class somewhere yeah and right now at a university like
2: big hair like you can scraggly like
0: glasses. Was
2: he wearing a
1: shirt that said so many books, so little time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like an erotic t-shirt with a blazer over it. That's way too nice for oh, it. Oh, so nice. So
2: I get to talking to the guy. What did I say when I walked over and they actually were, they were,
0: re- they were looking up archeology.
2: span Oh no. Yeah. They were talking about archeological digs when I Talked walked by him. Him. I'm like, okay. Yeah, He
0: comes over and goes, Oh yeah. They were talking. I was like, ah, nailed it. Right. So I go back <laughs> over a little bit later and I'm, I'm, the guy and I were talking about wine making. He goes, yeah, my, uh, I own a winery my family and I own a winery up in the Finger Lakes. And, uh, I've, got the thing on here i can show you later what his name was and his beautiful winery right there on the lake planting all white grapes with also like a cab franc and merlot and stuff and he's like yeah you know my family does that i actually teach over at asu a philosophy class and i was like yep that sounds about right
1: (laughs) you stereotype that look but you guys spend a lot of time in a bar you get to figure you can figure people out pretty quick when they come in especially college professors (laughs) oh dude yeah
2: instantaneously (laughs) it's always a fun game of all right let's see how old this person is and what do they do like Mm -hmm. I do love pouring wines for people from sub regions like that, things that people don't think about. And it just to see the look on their face, like, wow, that's really good. Like a Bordeaux blend from Virginia. Like they're right now doing an awesome job with Bordeaux blends. You and I've had some great ones. Or New York's a big one for me. I mean, I'm from upstate New York. I used to actually like represent Dr. Constantine Frank in Arizona. So to pour those wines to show up like, yeah, I got a New York wine. People are like, all right, next. And then yeah. you pour them. They're like, oh, my God, that's actually really good. Yeah. Hey, your mind was blown for the first
0: time a couple days ago. You actually had the first ever South African wine you liked. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Was it was it Pinotage? Well, what was it? It was not Pinotage.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nah, I mean, I've had some Steens that I like in the yeah, past. But yeah, I tell all my distributors, it's like a joke to them because they are always being told they have to push the South African wines mm. and they show up here with their their head down like, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's like when my beer reps come in with seltzers. You know, they spent that's their whole hard. life trying to get into the beer business, and then now the new brewery's like, "Oh, sell so my seltzer."
1: No, I know you don't like light beer, but how about Michelob Ultra? Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, I had that guy yesterday go. Can I try the Japanese lager? And I just look at it. No, it's a lager. He goes, "Oh yeah," and his girlfriend's like, "Yeah, what do you want to try Coors Light next?" And I was like, yeah. <laughs> "Excellent." Shamed him. Yeah, that's the way to treat patrons.
1: Yeah. Like. Oh, don't let the door hit you your gotta, ass on the way out, guy. You gotta
0: like feel out certain people. Look at him so yeah so like i brought over the little sample and was like hey everybody come look at this guy trying the japanese lager sample (laughs) i love shaming patrons (laughs) that's the dumbest question
1: i've ever been asked (laughs) let yourself out (laughs) shame on you yeah
2: so when people want to get shamed do you actually have a tasting room are you in the wine ghetto or you have your own freestanding room we
1: got our own spot now man yeah so we we have on the facility in lompoc uh, we have a big barn for tasting, and it's 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 amazing. It's like a really different experience. You go and you sit. It's not it's not getting pushed out. It's not you know. It's you take your time. You do what you want. We only have a couple people at a time. It's, it's are you appointment only? Appointment only. Okay.
2: Yeah. Was it was it appointment only pre pandemic as well?
1: It did not exist. It oh. only opened in uh, September of last year. Oh, wow. Okay, so
2: you're a crazy dude that opened a, an expansion <laughs> your business right in the middle <laughs> of the shit. It. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> just yeah, bring everybody in.
1: <laughs> Hello, where is everybody? Yeah. 2020, no. let's open a business. You know, it's funny. We kept ripping. I mean, h- how
2: did you guys do? we opened in august of 2020.
1: 2020 i was gonna say you guys uh, just opened we yeah. we weren't actually
0: allowed to open when we were finished with this they were just we were sitting every day just watching tv the governor would be like all right everything can open but bars gyms and like one other thing and you're just like what
1: the what like, and then he's like everything can open except bars that specialize in italian wines <laughs> bar,
2: bars to serve food could open oh no so we became a salsa bar
1: yeah did you really yeah, everybody yeah. got a
2: salsa charge yeah. I Everybody, love had, that. you sat down, you got an instant chips and salsa charge, no matter what, I don't care if you ate it, and then you could drink whatever you wanted. But
1: you go for the Japanese lager and you stay yeah. for the salsa. Yeah, exactly. Oh, as soon <laughs> yeah. as you ate salsa, you
2: got a magical Rona bubble around you yeah. and you are completely safe. That's it awesome. was.
0: It was fun. Like, you know, we were doing everything we could. You know, yeah. We sanitized everything. We cleaned no, it. And it just, it watching the situation unfold That's was right. interesting. But the one thing that was really cool was our neighborhood, right out of the gate, was like dude, this is hard. We're going to support you in any way they can. They would come in, buy their beers. You know, they'd sit across from each other. I mean, you could see our bar. They'd, it's like a 10-foot gap. And they everybody's talking to each other, having a good time, walking back and forth. So even now, like, what, two years later, we still meet some people who are kind of still just coming out. It's, it's Arizona. Everybody gave up at some yeah, point. Yeah, no, no, no I get it. I get it. I
1: get it. But, like,
0: we have had people be like, dude, I've lived here for two years down the street, and I finally am able to, like, get out and go do something.
1: Yeah, man, it feels like I gotta be honest. I walked in here. I've, I've heard about you guys. I heard about what you're up to, and I've talked to Drew about it. And and I think it's bitching. But awesome. Thank like you. I Thanks, walked man. in, like it was like the middle of a day, like on a, what is it Wednesday? And there's a bunch of people hanging out at the bar, drinking, having a good time. Like it, I don't know. It feels like you did something really right. Yeah. And the neighborhood is hungry for it
0: yep. and it's about to get crazy in like two hours with that oh, food it gets, truck out there. It's it crazy
1: i know i can tell yeah
0: you guys you guys plugged into something great i love it i really do that and too and you know like honestly the other nice thing is is when you get people to try really it, it, like weird grapes they love it so like our we, we opened up with a chardonnay by the glass didn't sell more than like four glasses
2: but Ooh. peak pool blanc was gone yeah. We, yeah we put a chard on during last spring training yeah i brought one case in in the very beginning of March, and it took us eight weeks to sell the one case. No shit, but people want people want people want different things. But right? I order. This is
1: educational for me. Like this is news for me. Like I love this like conversation because. But what is? is it? I was
2: three cases a week of current Grenache Blanc. Oh, she makes. Yeah, Chris, Chris is awesome. Wait, I've known her for a lot it, of years. It's
0: called Granny B in here. Yeah, they, yeah, all the regulars are
2: nicknamed it Granny B instead of Grenache Blanc. Jeez. So people just come in and order bottles of Granny B. Isn't she lovely? Yeah, man. they're awesome.
1: is and Bruno is such a beautiful guy? Oh my god, yeah. I carry the Dolphain Pino too. He's an encyclopedia.
0: Yeah, and it, the, and it, it's it's really cool. Even the point where we did like the people rosé, for our rosé was going, and it, it's I don't know if it's a younger generation just being like, you know what, we've never had this. We're always willing to experiment and see where it goes. Yeah. Or it's the fact that we're it's hot and people want really fresh stuff. Like really something really refreshing.
2: And I'll also say I when I said people have been coming in asking for Syrah, it's not 40 year olds, 50 year olds. It's 25 year old girls yeah. that are coming and asking, asking for, for it. Syrah. Yeah. yeah. It's it's um the girl that works out that are part of here, Christy, Christy Lee. Yeah. She first time she ever came in here, she's like, what do you have for Syrahs? I like this style, this style, this I'm like is this she, for real yeah god what bless alternate her. universe am i living in all of a sudden never and thought i was hear like that. psych you've been punked yeah <laughs> she's like i want barefoot <laughs> i want peach bubbly Magnus oh. <laughs> of barefoot.
1: you know I, yeah it's 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 interesting man i think look like these ones that like out on the hilt ones to me are really fun because they're born in a sunny environment but it's what we call liquid sunshine or refrigerated sunshine to me it's like it's so cold but so sunny and they make wines that are like have tension and acidity and freshness and vibrancy, and especially like the Hilt for me, are wines to drink in a place where it's sunny and hot because they they I don't think people want like syrupy, you know, kind of shoulderless wines. I think people want like a little bit of structure, a little bit of a lot of soul, but like f- vibrancy. I think they want to finish clean and up. I mean, I and, love the fact that the Syrah is only
0: you know it's like. On the low spectrum of of alcohol, because we usually we're used to seeing like sixteen percent Syrahs coming out of house. I mean, you're sitting over here at you know 14 and a half from Ballard and Santa Ynez This is this is actually very delicious, by the way. This what is this the the sangre the blood sangre. So let's
2: talk. We don't we talk about necessarily a whole lot about the wine so far. So I would like to talk about your syrah yes. uh, just because it is a. Excellent expression of Syrah, and it's very complex. Um, how much of this do you make? Uh, is this like one of your like special little babies? No, it's this... a total
1: special baby. I think we I think we might have made five hundred cases, something like that, four hundred cases maybe, um, somewhere between there. And I mean, Chet, uh, uh, to me, the beauty of Syrah is kind of like the beauty of Cab. They're very similar in the sense that you want fruit, you want like dark richness. But you also want the 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 other side of it. You want the 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 mint and the black pepper and the the mesquite and all the like really cool things that make it soulful and just crushable, craveable, like really a kind of sensuous wine. Um, oh, shit. It, it, it's that the two worlds, man. It, it's like it's like Honada lives in the world of warm climate because it gets warm during the day, and it lives in the world of cool climate because it gets cold as hell. And so you have this really long, slow growing season in an ideal year, 2018, 2021, Shit. We, I, I joke, but like we could probably pick the 2021 fruit today, and it'd be great. Like it, just the whole vintage was beautiful.
2: Um, Speaking of which, how have the last couple of vintages been overall for the area? I mean,
1: we're in California; we're so spoiled.
2: You're in an A area of California, California, yeah, where no, you've been I very know. lucky. I
1: know. And our friends up north, I get it. I get it. And I. I I think about it all the time, knock wood.
2: But so you haven't had, you've had just great vintages in a row, like back to back to back to back. Cool. Back Good to, to back to, hear. to back to back.
1: I mean, I, I remember doing a vintage in New Zealand where it was like biblically bad, right? Like there were like frogs falling from the sky, and like <laughs> blood in the rivers. And I was like, man, Kangaroos kicking people. Kangaroo. <laughs> like how'd they get across here? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, in California, you know, we've had a couple of vintages that were, were it rain maybe at the wrong time or, or you know, I I don't know that we've ever had a really tough one. Again, knock wood. But we've had some killer. That's ones. awesome. Eighteen, nineteen, epic. Seventeen, epic. 15, 16 of those drought years. So shit's like really, really concentrated. Um, and and twenty one is the maybe the best I've ever seen in killer.
0: California. I think that's what Bibiana said. Was twenty twenty one was the best vintage she's ever had. Because mm-hmm. we were, she was loving the pinos for what she was doing up there. Oh, it, yeah, it seems like twenty twenty one is kind of used. Like thank God
1: for that because obviously twenty twenty up north was. Garbage. Yeah, it was hard. It was really hard for people. I think they'll make some okay wines, but that's hard. And Bibiana, yeah, she's doing amazing wines with Catlia. But yeah, 21 was hydrated. Like, it's hard to make hydrated wines sometimes in California in the droughts. And, you know, it's been so dry in California, Southern California especially. But again, something happened. And that vintage was just magic. I remember 07, right? I remember making 07 and the fruit came in and I ate the fruit and I thought, oh, shit, (laughs) this is amazing. And then it it wasn't until twenty one again when I saw that, where you just taste the fruit, you're like, oh okay, done. Like you know this is gonna be what you want. Like this is this is the stuff. That's Um, awesome. It takes a really special year, but yeah, um, we've been we've been really lucky in Santa Barbara County. Yeah, all the time. I mean, I was the only time I was in Santa Barbara.
0: uh, My old roommate was the uh, managing director, partnering director, whatever of the Ojai. And so he gets hired from Chicago, comes or uh, the Pelican Hills. He was at Pelican Hills, went to Ohio. So he's like, dude, you got to come out here. And I was driving from Napa. I was like, yeah, man, I'll drive down I'll be there in like 14 hours. It's a really boring drive going through Santa Lucia. Oh, yeah. And so as I get in there, it would not stop raining from like Napa to there. Didn't stop, didn't stop, didn't stop, didn't stop. And as we pulled in, there were like helicopters flying by, and you could hear sirens. And I was like, what's going on? It's like, I don't know. And the morning we woke up was the entire landslides in that Oh, and was on Mo- a Mo- You came down yeah. for that. Oh, I was there that, that was night.
1: The worst period of all time.
0: i had never seen that much rain before, and black water just going through and stuff. And and so he had just got hired, and he was. Not laid off, but furloughed because the fire just nuked everything in that area. Oh, he was done
1: And this. Yeah, they couldn't even get to it. They
0: yeah. he couldn't get to. it. He had to drive 15 hours all the way around because the 101 is it the one or the 101?
1: The one? Uh, there would be the 101 coming yeah. up and shut it. it was, down. They shut it down. Yeah, it was a disaster, man. Yeah, yeah. It's That's been a crazy. couple. It's been a couple wacky years, man. <laughs> it's, 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 <laughs> it's really that was and that was abysmal and awful. Yeah. Oh my god, I haven't thought of that for a long time. My wife and I woke up like in our house. The rain was so loud in the middle of the night. Yeah. That we, like, were uh, uh, woke up, like, it it woke us up. We went outside, and we couldn't even open the door like it was raining so hard. Yeah. And it was just, I've never seen that. I grew up in Kansas. It rains, like, literally cats and dogs. (laughs) Like, you have tornadoes. Elephants and giraffes there, man. Like, crazy. (laughs) They made a little movie about it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, dude. But but anyways, yeah, that was awful. I remember that shit. That's a crazy time for you to to have been there. Yeah, because
0: I've never experienced something like that before. And I was like, oh, my God, this is intense weather out here. Because, you know, the worst thing we get is a monsoon, but it lasts. Seven 30 minute not even yeah is that all it is you will it'll black the sky out it'll rain so hard it'll flip everything over like it'll knock trees down it'll burn flood it'll down, the street destroy every, and then it's gone as yeah. if nothing had happened and then it's sunny and hot again
1: yes and humid <laughs> oh man oh, so i gotta ask you guys a question man being is how we're in your home uh in your home state what do you do in the summer People come in and crush. We mostly bitch and complain. (laughs)
2: Uh, Okay, so what we do during the summer is we drink a lot of white wines and we get the hell out of Phoenix as much as we can. Do you bust out? Yeah. Usually. This is a few states that it's easy to escape the the bad weather. I always say, I grew up in upstate New York. Vermont, if you drive five hours in any direction during the winter, you're still snowed in and it still sucks. Yeah, Philly. Here... When it's 110, it's 90 miles north, and it's 40 degrees cooler.
0: Yeah, there's still it's snow so on the mountain. It's so
2: easy to get away. It's 80 degrees. It's 40 at night in the summertime up in, like, up to Flagstaff, get up to the White Mountains. I can head to California. I can go see you out in Santa Barbara. Oh, it's like seven like, hours, there's, man. Six and a half hours. Yeah, hour. it's so easy to get away from the heat, and that's what's very special about Phoenix. Okay. The heat sucks, but also if the sun does go down at night. It's not so bad at night versus and when the sun goes down back east when you're snowed in, it just gets colder. Yeah. There's honestly, n- the there's biggest, no reprieve back there. Those were dark days.
0: Yeah. 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 The, the, honestly, the biggest disaster you run into is like your AC goes out, and that's that's the worst case scenario of everything you could have out here. And to be fair, that's a bad
1: scenario. It's
2: a really bad <laughs> scenario. But, uh, he, here's the craziest thing about all of it, though: our regulars in the middle of summer when it's 120, they will drink big red wines and it's imperial stouts all, all summer long. The stouts, Come on Just, all of it. Yeah. What are you talking about? I sell more stouts during the summer than probably any other beer in our corner. Yep. I think they come out of this 110, 115,
0: and they hit the 75 of a door and immediately feel like they're frozen. They're like, Ooh, so I need something it's adjusted. Rich. adjusted, adjusted it's, always I it. no, it's always 75 inside. It's always 75 inside. So check it
1: out. So I love this because this is a study I've been doing for a really long time. Like in Santa Barbara, when it's finally cold, I immediately call my wife. I'm like, we're roasting a something. Like <laughs> some <laughs> yep. giant piece of meat. And I'm finally drinking all those big ass reds i've been hanging on to forever because otherwise it's like 78 and sunny like oh jesus another you know and i love it like chardonnay is not my favorite grape in the world to be honest and i'm so happy like oh let's open this let's open this but when it does get slightly colder it we go cartoon style it's like it's like a flintstones brontosaurus burger i'm like i don't care what it is let's throw the whole llama on the grill we're gonna have a it's gonna be amazing and we're gonna drink this, this young bordeaux and and it just never happens. So I love the that in Phoenix, people are coming in, it's like 120. Uh, and there's like, it's, it's 72 in here, air conditioned. And they're like, give me a warm house yeah. ale. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like in I'll, the UK. Dude, I love it. Our yeah. food truck people will literally be cooking <laughs> in their truck,
0: walk in the door, walk straight to our walk in cooler for three minutes, come out, steam coming off them. And they're just like, ah, that felt good. And then go back to working again. <laughs> give
1: me a warm stout. Yeah. Do you have any milk stouts? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thirteen
0: percent, or
2: what? Do you have over fourteen <laughs> percent? Dear
0: God, can <Dude, laughs> I get a flaming shot? Totally. Can you light that on fire? Do you have any prairie fire the, shots? Oh no, not okay. That was my first shot when wow. I turned twenty-one. I just Frazier's. had flashbacks. I haven't heard that. I, had, I just got PTSD. Yeah. A little throat. I hate to say it. We're gonna do one
1: after the show. <laughs>
0: this is probably a good chance. Thank goodness we really don't have hard nice liquor here. <laughs> uh, dude, honestly, the, man, the, the, the
2: best the, I could do was a, a wheat wine aged in a Templeton barrel. That or I'm sure some hobo left
0: something out back. <laughs> some liquor bottle back. We'll dig something out. That's great, dude. Matt, these were honestly your wines are fantastic. I'm super excited. We get to go pour these right after these. Um, obviously, you do a great job, man. It was an absolute pleasure having you ha- uh, down here. And uh, <laughs> I know him. I'm already planning a trip out there in my head mentally. Yeah, right Yeah, come now. out,
1: hang out, man. It's a beautiful place, and 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 we love sharing it with people. And and trust me, you wouldn't regret coming out. Fish hasn't
0: made a West Coast tour. Post yet, so they might be heading out there. Maybe
2: <laughs> another fall tour. Who knows? Yeah. You think they
1: come a fall tour? They're
2: being they're doing a big summer tour, but we'll see.
1: It's all back east. It's like Philly. Come on, they're going to. Yeah, they're not coming here. Baltimore. We'll see. Yeah. Damn it! All right, guys. But yeah, right. what a pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's really an honor. Yes. Very much.
2: So, uh, people want to look up your wines. Are is the Hilt the pairing and the Honata different websites or is it all one website?
1: They're all three different websites. Okay, right? but so check it out. Yeah, check out Honata J O N A T A. Check out the Hilt Estate dot com. And pairingwines.com. But uh, come out and see us in, and in Santa Barbara County, man. Santa Rita Hills and beautiful Lompoc. It's all happening.
2: The wines are killer. Yeah. I mean, I'm really enjoying the Syrah right, right now. I'm glad yeah. we got the Syrah's on
1: fire today. I love it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm
2: assuming
0: soon on your Instagram, you will be having Matt's music selections for the winery.
2: So we'll make oh, a Spotify we've list. we've made some good Ooh, Spotify I'm going to have to look up their Spotify playlist. Spotify
1: playlist, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's a powerful thing. <laughs> I, used to, I used to be able, just one last thing. I used to be able to turn off the Spotify, and, or just... just, just Center it on my phone and just drive away and remotely be like, This guy's hosting a tasting and he can't turn it off. I hope he loves the Engelbert Humperdinck <laughs> Christmas album. And I hope his, you know, and just drive off and just watch him like, oh. the, All the guests are saying, What
2: the fuck? The letter of the day is Y, and you're getting Yanni. At <laughs> the Acropolis? Are you kidding? Amazing show for tastings. Yep, I hope they like it on repeat forever in hell oh my god we, right. <laughs> we used to actually put uh november rain on jukeboxes because it was the longest song on a jukebox over and over and over oh, and over put it on for like <laughs> nine times a row and then leave the bar it can only happen <laughs> twice without a fight
0: <laughs> that's awesome excellent thank you guys Thanks so much the, for listening appreciate it we'll see, see you guys love you guys bye cheers bye.